Welcome to the new episode of Sportsy. Let's talk sports. Today we have with us a super girl. She's an experienced media manager and a sports floor manager. Six plus years of varied sporting event experience in Indian subcontinent as well as South Asia. A strong professional skill in media management, sports PR, floor managing, teams, stadium hospitality, sports management, and sports marketing. Yes, she is a super girl. Today we have with us Juhi Philip, who is currently working on Pakistan Super League. Thank you for watching. Thank you for liking and thank you for sharing. But please do subscribe on our channel Sports C Sales and help us spread the word about Sports C. We go with the same handle Sports C Sales across all the social media platform. Hey, hi Juhi. It's so great to have you on our platform Sports C. Let's aim sports, which is aspire, inspire, and motivate. So I'm sure the, what we get people are going to listen to, all full of aspiration, inspiration, and motivation from a young. cheerful sports a woman in sport who is uh, experienced well, how how do i say it she's a experienced media manager event <laughs> manager sports floor manager 6 7 years of sporting events i probably if you count maybe 50 60 different events that she has done if not more uh, yes <laughs> and with media sports pr phenomenal background and currently uh, she is uh, handling uh, the whole brand activation brand management uh, for pakistan super leagues and she's live with us from karachi so uh, i said great I to mean, have you i mean uh, it's amazing to be out here in karachi and we talking to you as well uh, well it's a long journey that i've made to come down to pakistan first of all um it is quite incredible to be here this is my first time here and uh, i've had so many questions about how do you come to pakistan and you know stuff like that how do you get a visa and how did you even get here but that's a long journey that i think i'm very i'm i'm very excited to talk to you about today yes so before you how we understand how do you get to pakistan to enjoy the sports we want to know how did you get to sport oh uh, well uh, so i grew up in saudi arabia and uh, my father is an engineer and uh, i spent most of my life in the middle east and while i was there saudi arabia as known to people now is not how it was back in the day we didn't even have um, television for that matter we only had a couple of channels and but my father was someone who loved sports he used to work with tatas and he's played football for tatas he's played hockey for tatas so um i'm the first born and i was always the adventurous one so he made sure despite of no opportunities to go out he used to get me to play a lot of sport mm-hmm. and uh, whether it was the corridor or whatever and i had a lot of brothers uh, and family friends so i i always grew up around boys so for me sport was like the only outing that we had and uh, what happened to be was football was my go to sport because my father used to bring in a lot of um, pre-recorded matches and make me watch them and try and understand the game and uh, i think when i came back to india that was one sport which i didn't see was touched i i came back to india to delhi and football unfortunately wasn't really a sport that girls played in school you know yeah. um i came back there was volleyball or basketball or badminton sometimes swimming but football was something that people stayed away from i somehow you know stopped playing the sport and then i got into law school because half my family are lawyers and they like you talk a lot you have a lot of panache when it comes to speaking to people you should become a lawyer 
Uh, so yeah, that was just the Indian thing to do. Yeah. I get into law. Um, well, towards the end, um, the Indian Super League started in 2014. Yeah. And I was head over heels. I was like, finally. And I was based out of Delhi then. So Delhi Dinos came into place. Del Piero was there. I mean, he was my childhood legend anyway. Del Piero was there. I attended every single home game. I just did. And then I figured I knew a couple of people socially who were working for Delhi Dynamos. Started to follow all their social media pages. I had no inkling as to what happens in sport. And to be honest, now kids are very lucky where there are so many sports management courses that have come into India. But yeah. go back to 2014, we had none. Okay. Uh, we had a couple of those courses. I think ISSM was doing... Um, a course which wasn't really a postgraduate course but just a certificate and yeah, that too we, we diploma correct. diploma yeah correct and again it it didn't give you an understanding as to what do people do you know when we sit back home and watch a sport on the tv we don't know what goes around at the back there's so many departments it's so much happening so when i went to the home game um i used to not only notice the football but i used to look at all these people around all the cameras and everything. And I think that was like one of my first live games that I'd seen. Back in the day, I'd attended one of the I-League games. It wasn't called I-League then. So it was a Mahindra United game that I'd attended as a kid. And so I was always fascinated with Indian football. And a very close friend of mine, Robin Singh, was also playing in the Indian team. Yeah. And that was my brush with the Indian team, right? So got to see her 2015, just prior to the second season. Um, I was interning just around the block from where the den offices were, the Dynamo's offices were. Okla. And Okla, correct. Yeah. So I just had a whim, right? So it was there on the Facebook page, they're looking for interns. And I was already making decent amount of money, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go and give a shot at this. So I just called up the office. They said, can you come at so-and-so up? So I get there and I met Brigadier Dillon, who used to be the CEO at that time. And he was like, Beta, why do you want to, you know, get into sport? And I mean, we don't even have anything matching your profile. Because at that time, and even now for that matter, in sport in India, you don't really, it is developing, but sports law is still far away. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So it was Den Networks managing them and they had their own lawyers and everything. So there was no space for me to get in there. So I was like, so I'll do anything. You know, it's a football team. I'm a football fan. I know the game and I want to learn. And uh, he said, but you spent so much time studying. I was like, for some odd reason, I love learning law, but I've not enjoyed a single day. And I'm a person who wants to enjoy every bit of work that I do. And I think that's the only way I'll flourish in life. So he heard all, me, all of the blabber. And I'm just all excited. I'm a child there. I'm 23. And uh, <laughs> he's like the CEO or the president, sorry, of the company is yeah. around. He's come down from Sweden. Prashant was around. It's like, why don't you just go and pop in? So he said he's from Sweden, right? So I didn't know it's going to be an Indian descent, Swedish <laughs> person at that time. So I go in and he's like, why do you want to do this? And I was like, um, there's nothing that's inspired me more than football while living in a country like Saudi Arabia. Uh, it used to literally, it's made me cry. It's made me laugh. It's its really been responsible for a lot of my mood swings. Like my mom used to know not to knock on my door when the Euro Cup was happening. So it was pretty much like that. So my exams were on hold, everything. So football has just been religion to me personally. But that didn't limit me from other sports. I loved swimming and I used to play a lot. I used to run a lot earlier. 
until I had a few injuries on my leg. But I've always been into sport, but football was particularly religion to me. And that's when I started working in football. And that's how sport happened to me because Prashant was gracious enough. And he again decided to not give me just one department. He's like, so we have media happening. We have hospitality. We have X, Y, Z. I was like, I don't know anything. I will do everything just to learn. And that's what I did. And there wasn't a single day that, that I said, you know, I'm uncomfortable. But I think over time, he realized that I had a natural flair for media and for writing and PR skills. So he start, sort of started to push me towards there. And um, at, back then at the Delhi Dynamos, we had an incredible team, which was a family. Yeah. And that stayed. And that's really brought me where I am today. Wow. It's a, it's, a, it's a journey. And you I think you made it happen, right place, right time, and grabbing the opportunity with both the hands. I think that is right. what it's all about. Right? It's, a, it's, the, it's the typical thing that we have for the theme, right? Aspire, inspire, and motivate. So you aspired to be where you wanted to be. You and the whole inspiration was yeah and keep motivating yourself so i think it's it's so good to do that and uh, some of the things that you probably just said uh, on the way were so good for people to understand if you want to make a career out of it don't get fixated about one particular role one particular salary one particular thing try to get your hands dirty understand learn you can't play a game unless you're on the field correct absolutely so, not i i always i always say that is like the best part of uh, by best part of sports is an opportunity to play a game. Correct. So I think uh, that that is, that is something which has happened. Uh, and uh, you also said that sports was a way of outing. But now what does sports mean to you? It was while growing up, yes, it was an event and outing. But now what is sports for you? So when I started working at Dynamo's, uh, I took it a day at a time, of course, because I was still new to everything. Um, Luckily, it wasn't just the backroom staff, but even the playing staff and the coaching staff that came in. Uh, we had uh, Gianluca Zamrota in season three. And I remember when he came in, so each day felt, we used to spend about 18 hours at office. No one day did any one of us complain. You know, out of the 18 hours, we did have about three to four hours of just faffing around because there wasn't much work happening. But what you need to understand when you come into sport is, you're dedicating your life to it. And that's why you need to love it to work in it. I mean, you can have all the degrees and all the experience, but unless you don't love it, it's not going to be an easy. And I think the love of sport that developed over the years in my childhood helped me. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's a part of my life. And I did meet my husband at work as well. And I think that's been easy as well. Because uh, <laughs> we met at the 2016 T20 World Cup. And um, I think a mutual respect towards our work and just the work ethic that we both get as people who've played sports. So he used to play football. He's played football for Dempo back in the day. Um, So I think sport has become like just a lifeline to us practically. There's still date, uh, I'd say, I don't say no to any work. And it's been six years and in uh, six plus years actually, Uh, I've done anything and everything that's come my way. And my one agenda of how I choose work is always been whoever's offered me something that's worthwhile. Obviously, a trustworthy company, you have to do a little (laughs) R&D. But whoever offers it to me first, I say yes to them. It's practically that. And then I don't go back on my word. And so I stuck around at a permanent job with Dynamos for two years. 
and then transitioned into being a freelancer. That's been quite the hustle, but at the same time, I've got to do so much more. And like I said, and like you said as well, it's always to aspire to know more. Yeah. And that's helped me a lot. So now it's all become about what next. You know, I've had this question asking people asking me, what do you want to be? You know, you do X, Y, Z and you're doing all of that. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly what I want to be, right? People have studied a lot. And I don't want to take back from the fact that you shouldn't study because I have my own plans of wanting to do a master's, but then you have to find the right time. Yeah. I've had a couple of colleagues who've gone done their masters right after Dynamos and then in different places of life. But right now it also becomes important as to what I have in hand is giving yeah. me more experience than what I'd, you know, stop doing my work for about a year because sport right. really does take all of your time. There are no yeah, festivals, I... there are no weekends, there's okay. nothing, there are no sleeping nights. I mean, you actually can sleep in the morning. Mornings yes. is when nothing happens in sport. But um, so that's one thing. So I, I do have plans to study more, but what you learn on the ground and you aspire to learn from everything and anything. I mean, you don't only learn from your seniors, right? That's one thing I've noticed. You also learn from the player. You also yeah. learn from someone like a ground staff. Uh, I work in cricket a lot more than I work in football currently, which wasn't my favorite sport back mm -hmm. in the day. But it's also cricket's more uh, predominant in the subcontinent. And it was a choice that I had to make because I was getting a lot of work in cricket. And while it felt aspirational to stick to football, but it was also more important to transition and learn more. Yeah. At the end of the day, the basic formula of how the operations or the broadcasting works in sport is general. It's, it's a Bible and then it just flourishes around it. Yeah. So it's important. it was important for me to branch out. And I think uh, the groundsmen have been my best friend because they've taught me so much about the game that I didn't know about. So yeah, you just, you just learn. So sport right now for me, I think, is just evolving more as a human being. It contributes a lot to who I am still. Yeah. And I hope it continues to. Yeah, as, as people say, right, the sports is a biggest uh, teacher and a, and a field is the biggest classroom that you can get. So I, uh, I think you've said it all uh, with, with your experience as well as your, what you want to do. So, but, uh, but Juri, uh, one thing that we have read through your profile, right? Uh, your work across anchoring, exciting, glamorous side of it, events, production, social media, across AFC, ISL, ICC, IPL, Wow, Pakistan Super League, Abu Dhabi, Detroit. I think the list goes on along with the IMGs and Delhi Dynamics yeah. and everything. What has been your favorite place, profile, and a location? Tricky. Uh, can I just name different ones for each? <laughs> <laughs> All you are. Let's see. You, you, are, you are the host. So uh, you are the guest here. I'm the host. So whatever you say, I'm going to go with it. Well, when it comes to profile, in recent times, I've started to love uh, my marketing and sponsorship side of role, which is not really bringing the sponsors on board. I actually work in sponsor activations and implementing it on ground. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, because what I've figured over the years is if the sponsors and broadcast doesn't in exist, there's not going to be any sport. Yes. There's not going to be any money. So just to be able to plug in that and effectively bring that out, I think that's become my favorite part of working in. And that's something I'm getting more inclined to and sort of basing my jobs out of. Uh, 
But as for uh, favorite place, it would always be Delhi Dynamos. Any day, okay. any day. It was early days. It was a lot more work. Uh, I don't know how did I survive that. I don't know any one of us who ever worked there survived that. Because we used to be there all the time. I mean, it was family. Every part of um, Delhi Dynamos, we were part of every person who was there, their families as well, right? So what we learned there and the atmosphere that Prashant Agarwal created there is something that's sort of gotten embedded in my own system. Even today, when I go out there and work, there were basic things he used to teach us there, right? So that's, that, that will remain a very special place in my heart. Even today, if, you know, it was AFC a couple of years ago when I started working with them, uh, when I did the FIFA job in 2017, uh, or whether it was uh, currently, I'm also looking forward to working with Epsom Square, which mm -hmm. is taken over from Lagadere for all the AFC yeah. commercial rights. So that's something I'm working with as well once AFC competitions are back on the road. Uh, so that's another thing. So when that happened, every time any big thing happens at work, the first message is to Prashant and the whole lot, Remus and everyone who've been responsible. Remus was kind enough actually to bring me, as for the hosting part, you know, I thought, I think a lot of people out there would think that would be my favorite, uh, the glamour and, etc that goes around with it but i think hosting is one of the most difficult things i've ever done yes. ever it might look simple uh there'd be people who will tell you you know you're a photogenic face you can do this you know the sport honestly it is the toughest job i've done <laughs> you know I'll, I'll rather stay away from the camera i do enjoy it i wouldn't lie but i do enjoy working at the back end of the sport more Mm -hmm. where I can give back and create a community that the sport keeps growing, whichever sport I'm working for that matter. Uh, I'm not saying that anchoring doesn't do that, but that it's not the same end to the means that I would like to create. Mm -hmm. So it is fun. While it keeps coming my way, I enjoy it. I recently concluded something with Manchester United U18s, courtesy yes. Remus. Um, that was one of the most incredible sessions I've ever had. And um, there was great feedback from United as well. And for a millisecond, I was thinking, maybe I should just go back to Anchorage. Uh, <laughs> it is quite rewarding, to be honest, because it's, it's immediate rewards when you anchor. Yeah. You know, people acknowledge your presence. In the day and age of social media, uh, it's immediate re rewards, unlike working at the back end where people wouldn't even know you exist. Okay. Uh, so it's working for gratification as well as gratitude. So for me, gratitude is, mm, takes precedence. That nice. So just to take a take a leaf from uh, what you just mentioned is uh, with all this thing, what has been your best moment, which, which made you feel so glad to be part of this uh, industry? I think uh, there are a lot of moments like that, but I pick a recent one. Uh, mm -hmm. There was something called the Lanka Premier League that just got concluded. Right. And like I said before, I wasn't uh, a cricket fan, but over the last few years, I've been a part of the broadcast team that was touring Sri Lanka for the last three years. So over the three years, I got to know the senior players, the junior players, the younger boys, everyone, people who haven't played, who used to just come to the nets to help the batsmen. Mm -hmm. And it became like people used to make fun that, you know, you should just take a citizenship in Sri Lanka, you just stay all the time. And this time when LPL happened, it was a different production team. And, you know, I was thinking if I want to be a part of it or not. 
But the I, IPG only reason, group, right? It was IPG. Correct. Yeah. Correct. IPG did that. And um, my only note to them why I wanted to do it desperately was because I'd been going there for three years. And this is finally, we've seen what the IPL has done for the Indian cricketers. We've seen what the Big Bash is doing for the Australian cricketers. We've seen what PSL is doing for the Pakistani yeah. cricketers as well. So it was high time Sri Lanka saw its due as well. And uh, when I got there, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, a lot of players, senior players, international names had to pull out. Yeah. And that's when the younger boys got a chance. And I was all guns blazing. I was like, I literally used to sit with them. I was like, you have to give me an English interview. You have to make sure the world knows you. And to be honest, a couple of them ended up at the Abu Dhabi T10, which just followed right after. Mm -hmm. And that was surprising. And they had stunning performances. There was someone called Mahesh Dikshana and uh, Dhananjaya Lakshan. These two had, no one knew them in Sri Lanka, let alone the world. And the next thing you know, they're playing in the Abu Dhabi T10 and then the winning side, they won the Abu Dhabi T10 as well. And uh, so that, I think recently that every time I see my work's given me gratitude in terms of getting any grassroots level of touch, you know, just becoming a part of their lives and helping them be this person like i said before uh players know the sport yeah but a lot of times we forget that they also have to be taught how to interact with the media oh. or basic things which we just think they learn over time you know and a lot of times players in especially the subcontinent in cricket are treated as commodities mm -hmm. and sometimes all they want to do is just have a general chat with you yeah. you know so I think that that brought me a lot of gratitude that Lanka Premier League happened. And fortunately, in my head, the senior players couldn't make it uh, from all the international players, that is. They couldn't make it, most of them. So the younger boys got a chance. And when the younger, younger boys got a chance, they got a chance to play further in all these leagues. They've gotten recognized. And that's the mission. That's the mission all across the board. Apart from that, I think it'll be the AFC social media job that I got. I, I hope so. Me. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, AFC, of course. AFC was quite the highlight in my career. Uh, I'd already been working with them as a freelance commercial manager. But it was in Thailand in 2019 that they were looking for a switch. Uh, they had another colleague of mine who was working with them, who was shifting with them permanently that time. Um, so they said, this position is going to open. You guys know, you know everyone. Why don't you do this? And I was like, hey, sure, because like I said, I haven't really ever studied sports management or media management or social media. And kids nowadays know, like they literally have courses for this, right? Yeah. So I was freaking out, to be honest. And it's like, no, 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 you'll handle it. I was like, okay, why not? So it was supposed to start January 2020, but I sort of started to do a lot more work in about November 2019. And... I think the highlight was meeting uh, or rather e-meeting this girl called Karishma Ali. Mm -hmm. She's a Pakistani footballer. She's, all, she's from this place called um, wait, Chitral. It's up north. Okay. And it's stunningly beautiful. Um, the reason I say it was the highlight is because, you know, we read not only in India, but across the world, you read reports about Pakistan in a certain light, especially when it comes to the women. And I was blown away as this one girl army. She's all of 21, if I'm not mistaken. And she is also a, an ambassador at the UNESCO. 
mm-hmm. for uh, handicraft from that region. Okay. And she has a football team for the young girls there. She started a grassroots program at 21. And similar interactions with a lot more people. So I think that was really the highlight to join AFC is that currently I'm also hoping to be a part of another very exciting project on similar lines. But yeah, Karishma Ali was quite the highlight in terms of getting to know a new part of the world, realizing that sport is not limited to the big cities. You know, you realize that in India very soon. Most of our players come from smaller cities. But then you read about regions like Afghanistan, Pakistan, some parts of Sri Lanka as well. Even in the southeast of Asia, there are parts in Vietnam where you wouldn't think that the players would be coming coming from there from. But they are. And it's very important that I had the chance to highlight their performance. Mm -hmm. I had the chance to for the world to let them see that there is football in Chitral with the most stunning mountains that we see like in the dark, similar yeah. picturesque areas with the most, so with the freedom of playing football. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's been very, very uh, enriching the last one year that I'd been with AFC to mm-hmm. explore content and get to know people. Yeah. But yeah, Karishma Ali, I think till date it's been my favorite because I didn't know something like that could exist, you know, and I was glad that I could show it to the world as well. Nice. So, uh, okay, so since we are on the women in sports and something that inspired you and uh, you look up to, that uh, world over we're talking about equality and everybody's talking about that, right? So how has been your experience as a, I call it, a, I call you a superwoman with the whole profile that I'm reading about you, right? So like a superwoman in sport like you. Um, surprisingly, I think I had a very good induction to sport when I entered Dynamos at the same time, there were a couple of, uh, schools in, in, I think it was Delhi university that were doing these side courses for uh, sports management called Sela sport, I think, or something like that. Um, and we got a couple of interns from there as well. While I was an intern, I was supposedly the head of interns. That was a very funny <laughs> thing that happened. But we'll get Prashant had his ways. Um, so he said, you're going to speak to these girls and everything. So we were about four girls already in Delhi Dynamos. And it was a very good balanced ratio. I think I've been very lucky mm-hmm. to find equality in every place that I've been in terms of payments as well as work profile. But what I do see that lacks till date. There's no lack of women in sport, to be okay. honest, on behind the scenes. I mean, uh, except broadcasting. I think broadcasting is something that women are still getting into. There are very few of us. Every now and then, um, in my current crew, we are three women, excluding the commentators, mm-hmm. which is the highest number I've ever worked with in broadcasting. Oh. But then again, broadcasting is a niche that women are still trying to figure. Uh, it involves cameramen and everything. And there are only a couple of camera women in India. Mm-hmm. There are loads in Australia and South Africa, but there are only a couple in India. So it's still a niche that people are figuring. So that's one space I don't see too many women. But otherwise, I think in marketing or in sport in general, if I may, I think women are more organized in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no so, doubt about it. So I've seen from my own experience that how women are given a lot of these organizational roles a lot of times. So I think in terms of, there's no disparity when it comes to hiring women at all, especially in a country like ours at the moment. I have had a couple of times I've met a few people, I wouldn't name them, where, Mm -hmm. you know, they've 
come up and said, but you're married, you think you'll be able to do this, it's long hours and all that. I've had an offer back in the day, something, that was a massive thing. I had to move to Odessa for that. Uh, this is not football related, just to make it clear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they said, uh, you know, they spoke to me and then someone on the other end, again, HR, these are not people from sports. So, hence I didn't take as much offense, but it did disturb me to a level where like, no, no, you're married. I think you should let it be. And I was like, you haven't even asked me, right? So I think those things still happen, but it's not as bad. Yeah. I think we, when I look back to being a lawyer, there are a lot of women in law as well. But there's a lot more disparity there. There's a lot more condescending sentiment there as opposed to sport. But what we really need when it comes to equality in sport is giving an equal opportunity to the women who are playing. So behind the scenes, we exist. We exist in big numbers. And while I keep talking about gratitude, about, you know, Lanka Premier League, XYZ, but how I felt in Karishma's case was next level because it was a woman. Right. And she had an opportunity and she made the full of it. And she's doing wonders here in Pakistan when it comes to football. She's a brand ambassador Pepsi here as well. So at her age to achieve that, that's massive. So things like that. Right. So in India as well, uh, there's Aditi uh, Johan, who is the goalkeeper. She's played for West Ham, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Correct. So she's back in India. She's running her own... uh, academy as well she kicks she kicks and uh, so things like that it is happening but to be honest the IWL which is due to start yeah. in Odessa I just read about it yesterday yeah. it's again really short you know and and this is just football related even in cricket IPL has been happening for ages now yeah. but then they did this IPL for women which was just a few days long yeah. I mean, our Indian women's team is doing so well. Why would you not give them a longer league? Yeah. Especially in something that's already established like IPL. So if I have any angst or if I have any opinions about disparity in sport when it comes to women, it's mm-hmm. more about the actual sports women and not people behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, we're working in numbers. Yeah. And um, I was a part of the AFC U19 uh, Women's uh, Championship in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I realized how a tournament, I mean, we were, I think, 85% of us running the tournament for women. Mm-hmm. It was a women's tournament. It meant a lot. Yeah. It, and these women were at least 10 to 15 years older to me. I, I was the youngest somehow. I always end up to be one of the youngest people around. <laughs> and I enjoy it. But I don't think it's going to last too long. <laughs> I'm growing older now. But, uh, and I was just astonished as to, but none of them were really from our region. Mm-hmm. They were Australians, Japanese, and mostly people from Malaysia and stuff, right? So right. it takes a lot for women like us to be a part of this, but it takes a lot for sports, like for us to develop a space for women to continue to be sports women, right? Yes, like definitely. if Aditi Chauhan wants to be a footballer and goalkeepers have a life longer than the striker is a defendant, right? right? So if she wants to play football for the next 10 years, she should be able to. But we know current in the current scenario, it could be tough. Yeah. Right? Because there are a lot more women coming in, but there's not enough space to play. Correct. There are not enough leagues to play. 
they're not playing regularly enough. So if you, and every time I go to an AFC competition, women's competition, I haven't seen our women's team and that hurts. Uh, and that, that's the only word to describe it, that hurts. I mean, I, I'm not saying that we're not making an effort. I know every year uh, the associations have been, AIFF has been trying to do a lot more work at the IPL level, BCCI is trying to do a lot of work, but I think it's high time that at least people related with the IPL, they're making enough money to mm. invest more, you know, and try and make a bigger, longish women's league because our women do need to play, yeah. you know, and if, if women are asking for equality, if players are asking for equality, I've, I've heard some horrendous stuff from a lot of people, you know, around me about, how do women ask for equality in sport when they're not even bringing enough finances? It always comes down to the uh, comes down to the numbers, right? Yeah. Like who's watching the women's game? Well, you're not doing it enough. Yeah. My question is, you're not doing it enough. Who was watching the ISL in season one? People who watched the ISL in season one went for Del Piero like me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> or or Anelka, yeah. right? We didn't know the others. I mean, fortunately, I didn't know Renedy and the other guys, but the other guys who were around, who came to the game, did not know. So let's establish that. Let's get, even if you have to get Lisa Stalicker to come back and play, let's do that. Let's do you that. Know? Yeah, exactly. But, but, but let's establish that for them. Uh, and we really need to do that. And the unfortunate part is when we talk about men's sport as well, when I say ISL Del Piero came around, right? Now, when you talk about women's sport, and I'm a Manchester United fan, and to be honest, I can't name the playing eleven for the United women's team. So I'm ashamed of that as well. But then yeah. again, that's also because I don't have access to watch the games. Yeah. You know, if I had access, I'd be watching the games. I'd know my players. So it takes effort as well. So why do we need to make an effort to watch that game? Yeah. And this is, I'm talking about the UK. I'm not even talking about India, right? Yeah. So I think with India getting in so many leagues and putting in so much time and effort into sport, I think why can't we just lead the way forward instead of waiting for a UK or the US to wait, you know, pave the way forward for us and do something more for our women in sport, for sure. Yeah, I think very well said. And uh, uh, funnily, you said, uh, spoke about the Manchester United women's team. Uh, you uh, go and ask the football fanatics in India about all the 11 playing male footballers in the team. Yeah. They can probably name five. Yeah, that is, that is an unfortunate stage that they say we are fanatic footballers and football is a passion and name more than five people they can't they still can't know they can't yeah. name the five more than five people but yeah they probably you can go and name every even the reserves of Manchester United and Liverpool but not the uh, Indian team, own team but that's yeah, a, yeah that's correct a, I've met people who they say we are big fans of Indian football we love playing Bajum Gudia play. And I'm just looking at their face. And I'm like, yeah. that was ages ago. I mean, Baichung was hot, but that was ages ago. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The, oh, no, but there's a guy who looks like Baichung Gutia. I was like, you mean Sunil Chetri. That man has goals almost equivalent to Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. But all right, I'll let you be with your ignorance. Yeah. But, no, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate state. That's an unfortunate yeah. state uh, that we are in. So while you're talking about the equality for women in sports at the global level, I think we need to look at the equality of sports beyond cricket in India as well. Uh, so, uh, but I, 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 so I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that it's cricket has done well for themselves. Other sports don't have, do not have to compare themselves with cricket, but at least 
lead the way with the federation and make it happen yeah, yeah. i think that is more yeah. important uh, that is what uh, we have to look at we see kabaddi phenomenal growth right yeah. like the way it grew uh, so anyway so uh, i think i i do know the kind of answer that you have for my next question uh, because you already kind of uh, spelt it but what is one thing that you would you would like to change about the indian sports given away you have a oh. magic wand abracadabra what what is that you will do i think uh, to begin with which is something that i've only learned because i've for the past few years i haven't worked in india at all i don't know if that's fortunate or unfortunate sometimes i feel unfortunate because i don't get to see a lot of my friends and people that i know in the industry including my husband it's been away <laughs> in a bubble for the last four months uh but uh, i think one thing that we need to change is organ just organizing things a little better mm-hmm. um we can take leaves from you know we have people who have come from the fifa masters and everything and they try to organize yeah. but when it comes down to you know keep going down the ladder and it just keeps disappearing uh just basic things i think we just really need to have a proper organized chart we don't it's great that we create so much employment but sometimes i just see that way too many people doing the same kind of stuff mm-hmm. we're not needed there creating more confusion creating a broth we don't want to have um so it's it's pretty much just a, it comes down to organization really not, nothing else i think in india we are a little too cluttered yeah there are better ways to do things and we are known for jugar right but yeah. i think we can also work without jugar yeah. i think we can start paving simple things i think uh, let's begin with making sure our stadiums are stadiums mm-hmm. and not places where we host weddings yeah something that yes. um we have the ambedkar stadium that exists in delhi it's existed for ages it's it's uh, hosted some of the most iconic games it's hosted people like the like pele but it's in shambles yeah so i think infrastructure is one massive thing that indian sport needs to look at um massively because every year i've worked in football i worked in cricket in india i worked with tennis every year the amount of expenditure that goes by a club or a team into fixing the stadium and yes. basic facilities is an expenditure that need not be done and it's as simple as giving the stadium out on leases to clubs that want to play mm-hmm. give it out to local clubs or you know just just give it out to people who will maintain it for you and there are people out there yeah but there's just so much red tapeism in that 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 doesn't happen i know at dynamos we tried very hard to move our venue to peter stadium because the die hard football fans existed in purani delhi which is yeah. next door not the nehru and yeah. correct and to fill a jawaharlal nehru stadium is anyways difficult right and it's not really a football stadium it's a multi purpose stadium there's a track it kind of lose traction to you know just sitting at the football field and watching yeah, the game think, the it doesn't give you the same experience almost right? all the so, stadium right in india correct but 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 while isl is growing right this season they didn't go out and i was looking at all the matches right it was unfortunate we had covid times but tilak medan looks stunning yeah but then again i know the insides of tilak medan stadium it's not ready so everything that's made there has been made in a makeshift way it's not like yeah. they've made them a permanent dressing room uh the only city or the only state that i see is doing it right it is orissa yeah 
the facilities they've created is beyond incredible. The first Super Cup that happened, uh, I remember the first Super Cup that AIFF hosted, we had two matches a day. So there was this whole question about, you know, there wasn't enough turnover time between the two matches. So there was this whole question about where will the second team sit? You know, they'll need to set up the dressing room. They'll need to have a massage table, etc. You know, what did the government do? They just made us another dressing room. So there are four dressing rooms there. And that's how you do it. And, and of what I've heard, it's being maintained. Yeah. It's still being maintained there. And how is it being maintained? The youth teams are going and playing there. The youth teams are staying in the hostels there. So when they do that, you maintain the facilities. And yeah. that's the most important thing. You don't want to get into a stadium. You know, I've worked in operations as well. The things I've seen in stadiums are absolutely horrid at some times. You know, it's, the roof is falling, the random people sleeping in rooms. And so it's basic infrastructure. I think once the infrastructure is available, something like a Siri Fort, for example, yeah. right? it's, it's, it's public run. It's an age-old club. And it's used every single day by thousands of people. And the facilities have remained top-notch. I think in uh, north of Delhi, there's a similar place uh, where there's a badminton court as well. Oh, it's, an, okay. it's a dome. I'm not quite sure what it's called, but haven't been to that part of Delhi much. But I've seen my friends who go there quite regularly. Top-notch facilities again, right? But at the same time, when it comes down to nationalized stadiums, it's down to the road, right? Um, I remember it was one of the seasons, I think it was second season of Delhi Dynamos. And Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium was given to a school for their sports day. On, and it clashed with a match day. And somehow the stadium authorities did not tell us that. On match day, we are trying to clear all these kids with their banners and everything three hours prior to going live with the game. So it was a mess, right? Uh, and it's good that the school is using it. It's good that the stadium's making money out of it. But are you utilizing that to maintain it? Yeah. You know, the track was in shambles. I remember how much work went in. Right now, we were leading up to the FIFA U17 Women's World Cup. Unfortunately, sorry, unfortunately, it's gotten postponed. But the amount of work that people have to put in, you yeah. speak to the anyone from the LOC and they'll tell you how much work they've had to put into the pitch, into the stadiums to make it top-notch again. And why? We've just hosted it in 2017. Correct. We should have been able to maintain it. It's not been like 10 years ago. Yeah. So I think infrastructure is one massive thing that India needs to look at. And we have the resources to do it. We do. We have people who love sport and under someone like Narendra Modi, who's been preaching sport and fitness and yoga, I think he should really give attention, pay attention. We have the world's largest cricket stadium now. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but I want to see it in five years. You know, but, um, I think, but the cricket stadium do get maintained because there's a revenue coming to them, right? So it is like Sid, I, I wouldn't agree. Uh, <laughs> I've been, I mean, Ferocia Kotla is an old stadium, right? Yeah, you from the outside, it looks like it's really well maintained, and we know what's happening on the inside. Yeah. And we know every time you work in operations, you know the amount of work and money that's just going over putting, you know, we just get these random walls wooden panels or something to cover up an area make it look pretty and no it shouldn't fall over us and something like that so it's it's high time i think that we yeah. need to make sure that our infrastructure exists because we have the players we have the potential in the country 
uh, I know at Dynamo's we struggled to find a football field where our players could play. Right, yeah, they used to go all yeah. the way to Delhi University to yeah. train all the way there because that was the only training ground that was proper. And why? Because it's being maintained by the university where the dressing rooms were proper. Uh, because when we came back, because they're leasing it out, right? Jawala Nehru Stadium used to not give us a center field except on match days and match day minus three or two. Right. So the training ground at the Jawala Nehru Stadium was, wasn't much used to us because they didn't have dressing rooms. Correct. So things like that. If we create the infrastructure, it will be maintained. Hi, Juhi. Great to have you again uh, on the platform in the same interview. Uh, and it's not like I wear the same clothes every day. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I went back and saw what I was wearing for the previous interview and went back for the same. Uh, but it's great to have you. And for the listeners, for the viewers, uh, last time when we were talking, Juhi was in Karachi uh, and for right. PSL. So, uh, uh, Juhi, it's wonderful talking about all these things. One last question that I have is, uh, what is that you feel that uh, a, a quality that a girl can have, a girl uh, who are passionate about the sports as industry? Yes, I think last, what a discussion that we've been having, uh, I think every girl must have looked at the qualities that they should have looking at you. But uh, what is that you feel that, okay, when you were a starter and yeah. to where you are now, what is that really helped you? Um, obviously it doesn't matter the gender, but the most important thing is to love sport. That I think to work in sport, that is the top and bottom line, but yeah. the in-betweens, of course, I think, uh, I, I have sort of touched upon this point earlier, but you have to, in any industry, because I did study law before this, right. But in any industry, I think while all this chatter is happening around us young women about equality and equal pay, et cetera, et cetera, there might not be circumstances where these exist. Correct. You know, you will be subjected to chauvinism. And unfortunately, in the country that we live in, there is like this subtle chauvinism, which comes along with the traditional ways we've been raised. It's not that people are trying to purposely put us down. So I think one very important thing is to concentrate on yourself. Try and understand what you want. Right. Do not get in the pressures of, you know, hum ladki hai, hume, we are not getting enough opportunities. We are not right. getting enough pay. Uh, we might not be able to do this work. If someone turns around and tells you, ki, you know, what's your five-year plan? Because I've had, been asked that question once. And I, I've made sure that no one does again. But what's your five-year plan? You're married. Do you intend to have children? You need to make sure that you're not sacrificing on wanting to be a professional in sport because it is demanding. Yeah. I think one very important thing to understand is that hours are very demanding and extremely, um, how do I put this? interesting <laughs> because uh, you miss out on all festivals because we love if you, you have to make sure that when you think about working in sport you look back as what you loved watching about the sport it's always on the boxing it's always on the wali all the yeah. major games are on these big festivals and everything you're going to miss out right. so i think as a woman personally being married and a certain age i do understand 
that there are these questions that come around in your life where you know someone might want you to be home a little more or do things that are required of the lady of the house yeah all of that is possible honestly as long as you know what you want and you're able to explain it it i think it's just about work ethic in general uh, keeping a very strong work ethic and not falling back on the reasons where people or rather men across the world think that women can't be a part of this industry it could be very basic things and i'm pretty sure the girls understand yeah and i don't want to start on the whole feminist rant on that but <laughs> what what i'm trying to say is that we just need to make sure that we are available on the hours that we are required to we are available to learn i know a lot of our parents and everyone like even till date it's been like 6 plus years that i've been doing this work i was still asked are you sure you're traveling to pakistan is it going to be safe you're traveling alone i'm like i'm not traveling alone the crew is like some 60 odd people so um these questions will be asked so you have to make sure that your family members or whoever you're staying with are confident of who you are and that stands true for any industry you need to be yeah. confident in your own shoes uh unfortunately you won't have equal opportunities working in the women's side of sport which i think would feel more comfortable for a lot of us because it's yeah. more natural to us we understand our own gender's problems more yeah. you know there are a lot of things uh, that come into play into women's sport that are not available as facilities on ground yeah so much so as i mean i work in broadcast a lot and usually in every stadium that i've been i think it's only been two odd stadiums till date where i've found a women's loo mm-hmm. next to the broadcast facilities right. i mean there'll be women's loo across the stadium but access points are not then we don't have the time to go halfway across the stadium to go to the loo so what happens is one cubicle is shut written women's loo so there will be things in challenging times and i think it's only when we, more of us come into the industry that we can sort of point these things out and change this and it gets very difficult for me to talk about this because i think we have equal opportunity already yeah the women who don't have equal opportunity are the women playing sport not the women who are working in sport interesting point yeah so that's something i've noticed across all the countries that i've worked in already and that's about 11 12 odd countries that i've worked in and i've always seen enough women on the ground as compared to other places that i've been to like mm-hmm. i have a lot of friends in the hospitality business or in law and other places i see more women working in sport than i ever thought and it's increasing by the minute i think sport has to be very organized and women have an instinct to stay organized yes. so we anyways do really well but where women do need an opportunity or a voice is the women who are playing the sport as for working it all comes down obviously you need a decent education but uh and nowadays in a scenario when we started out that time sports management wasn't really a course in india Sorry. except a couple of diplomas here and there but now it's a proper masters in proper colleges like symbiosis yes um so people have the opportunity the younger generation has an opportunity and i wouldn't call them young i'm not that much older than them it's just <laughs> it's just that people right out of college have an opportunity right now which we didn't yeah. i mean uh, i did a couple of my colleagues 
from back in the day, took a break and went to Australia to Deakin and other universities to do their masters. A couple of them had stayed back, a couple of them are back, have quit the industry because it's such an ever-expanding industry in the yeah. Indian scenario right now. Correct. There's so many leaks, so much work coming. And with all these new kids on the block who have this whole sports management degree, because at the end of the day, now we are an organized organization. Yes. The sports industry is actually an industry which wasn't earlier. I remember in my earlier days, we used to call it, not, I never did, and I used to feel upset about it. People were like, Acha, aap events mein kaam karte ho. Huh. you know, which, which I understand because uh, initially in sport, all these people did come from the event organizers. Yeah. And now we are actually specialized in sport. Now I don't, no one answers that question or even yes. ask that question. Yes. But initially they were like, Achha, are you interested in working on sunburn? I'm like, no, I work in sport. <laughs> you know, so that's something that we have already formulated for all the younger guys and girls coming in. Yeah. Uh, equal opportunity exists. There is, luckily right now, we don't even have quotas in sports industry yeah. or we don't even have, you know, a 99% percentile to get into sports management. Oh, yeah. So take your chances. But have your goals clear. Sports is a very, very broad industry. You could come from no education background in terms of specializations and still do really well like me. Or you could be someone who's done the FIFA Masters and still do really well. Yes. So uh, it's, it's an ever-growing industry and people who are in it right now are trying to get it uh, into it right now. Uh, I think there are certain roles that Requ- up, require a lot more people right now and one of them is fan engagement for sure yeah. because the minute the fans start supporting you the minute the numbers start pouring in the media gets interested exactly. the money start flowing in the sponsors start flowing in so I think we need a lot more kids doing that that's something that I would have liked to do but I, did, I don't think I found an interesting enough opportunity ever to actually put in the groundwork but at Dynamos we did create a fan club and sort of got them yeah. started and everything. But apart from that, um, I think fan being into fan engagement is one opportunity that every league right now is looking for as well. Yeah. Everyone's looking for someone who is going to get them fan engagement, whether it's through social media or actual presence by buying tickets. Yeah. So I think that's one very interesting field to look at and it makes you uh, work on ground as well as well as in the office, whatever you enjoy. But as women, I think uh, always just put your foot down. That's that's that. All the skills come in handy. Uh, I literally have no advice to give in terms of what you need to do as a woman to be working in sport. The simple fact is love the sport and just work every day as you would if you were a professional footballer or a cricketer score goals or score runs or whatever but treat your sports job as actually playing a full-fledged world cup or you know running for the gold medal so that that's that's the only way and the only attitude to go about in sport because it takes a lot more than the person competing in a competition behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that's all if we don't exist, they don't exist. So we have to give them the support and that's that. So be a part of the team. And I think teamwork is the most important thing. 
So that's pretty much it. Excellent. I think, Juhi, uh, uh, from Karachi to Mumbai, I think you gave a complete MBA dose. Uh, what uh, what what somebody needs to look at as a career, the passion, that uh, the zeal. I think every word that you say is so much full of passion and why you why this. There is no. I don't think there is a disconnect between Juhi and sports ever going to be. So that is. I hope what, not. And we don't get to uh, the, whatever we spoke. It is not a single statement that came that okay. Nee, nee karna hai, wo nee karna hai. But wow, this is amazing fun chat and uh, pro- probably first interview for me, which is uh, which happened across two different countries <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, where I maintained my same clothes and you got to change it. So yeah. <laughs> Well, to be honest, for everyone watching, I did ask him that uh, do you want me to wear the same T-shirt, but I won't have the same background. So anyway, let's just be honest about this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's fun, the fun, the fun chat, uh, Juhi. Thank you for uh, being on Sports. Hey man, thank you so much for having me. Please do subscribe on our channel Sportsy Sage and help us spread the word about Sportsy. We go with the same handle Sportsy Sage across all the social media platform. Thank mm-hmm. you.